Good afternoon and welcome to the channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Well, it's not a pretty Monday, that's for sure. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, grain or livestock. A lot of negativity in the trade today. And we're going to really take a look at what the driving factor is. And you know that old saying, um, oats knows. Well, today oats knew a lot more than many of us did. And we're going to talk about why that has been a factor with some high volume for them. Limit down trade and how that affected the corn market and why it's important. Because we don't trade a lot talk a lot about the oats. We'll also look at some harvest pressure. How good are those numbers coming in? And on the flip side, some sell-off happening for the cattle. Maybe for some might not come as a surprise after some higher numbers of last week. Well, we're going to get all the details today with Darren Fessler. Darren, of course, with Lakefront Futures. And I think I got to start out with this whole oats nose. You know, we don't talk oats very often, but when we do, it's because they're having some significant trade in these markets. Yeah, oats limit down here, uh, down 25 cents. Uh, this is about an 80 cent sell off here. I think this is managed money trying to get out of the way now. Um, we just got off the phone with some clients from Wisconsin. It seems like the yields have been okay uh, for them up there, but this is this is much more of a a managed money type of uh, position here. Thursday we came in here, found found our found where we should find support. Friday gave us a glimmer of hopes here, but and then today limit down. But it's it's pressure across all the grains, not just oh it's corn, beans, wheat. It, it's all moving lower cattle. I mean, if it's ag related, it's selling off here today. What is it? What do you think the main driver is? for the sell-off all the way across uh, the board, both grain and livestock? I think the big factor for the corn side of things is you've got a, a lot of producers that are still have old crop bushels, and then you're starting to get that harvest pressure. So you've got two different crops trying to hit that mark at the same time. At the, at the same time as well, you, you're also having some Brazilians that are now, because they're having issues with uh, the, the the slowness of, of some of their exports, some of those, that slowness is starting to creep up at where they're actually able to get some of it exported. Um, that pressure as well, then they're starting their, sec, uh, the, uh, their, their bean crop planting now as well, very early stages of that's going on. So just there's a multitude of things going on here that are, you know, obviously the technical pressure we've seen in, in the bean market and the breakdown that we've seen going against what what many would consider uh, bullish fundamentals is just it, today is just like one of those days you chalk it up, just you know, move on to tomorrow's trade. Wasn't good throughout the day session. So, looking at you, you mentioned you just got off the phone with some clients in Wisconsin. Numbers are coming in better than expected for them. What are you hearing from other parts of the states with other other clients? Are they are they pleased, surprised, or a little shocked? Yeah, I mean, I, when I when I when I speak to our clients here and at Lakefront, and I, I just take it at face value. What what are what are you hearing? What are you seeing? And and the the general consensus so far. I mean, it's very very early. If you're going out there thinking it was 160 bushel, you're probably 160 bushel. I'm not hearing, well, I think it's 160 or 180 bushel, and I end up harvesting 140. I haven't heard that surprise to the downside. I'm hearing, if anything, the surprise to the upside. Now, that's only on corn. I think that the, that narrative, or at least what I'm hearing on the bean side, is going to be a little bit disappointing. I think I, I'm still very, very much in the camp. I, I'm not impressed how these beans finish. I'm not impressed how the corn finished but the beans and what i'm hearing so far with the guys have done dry land beans i've heard as low as eight bushel maybe 30 bushel i mean it you're not hearing a whole lot of dry land beans that are running 
50, 60 bushel, right? And there's a lot of, uh, so they may have, uh, you know, when you're harvesting, you're, you're getting a lot of flat beans where it just didn't fill out. The, the plant aborted it near the, near the se- season end. So, again, a lot of that's probably due to the heat, due to the lack of rainfall that we've seen in the area. But in general, southeast Nebraska, northeast Kansas, northwest Missouri looks pretty darn good. Uh, the variability of yields across a lot of the irrigated land across even Nebraska has been pretty decent, but again, it's going to be off. I mean, if your APH was 250, 260, you're going to be down 20 to 40 bushel. I mean, that's been pretty consistent with what we were hearing so far. I mean, we've seen irrigated stuff do as high as 280 with the dryland corners doing 40. So it's all over the board, I think. And I think that's probably going to be a general theme as we go throughout the harvest season. So as you look at those numbers, as they start to come in, we start to see more grain move to the elevators. Are we going to see any change in the basis with this uncertainty uh you know that's a bad thing i don't want to be the bearer of bad news i, I think we're going to continue to see this basis put our basis weakening um you've, you've already seen it weaken um but i just don't feel like you're going to get that big push here um you the the, the merchandisers that we speak to there's no issue getting any type of grain and old crop new crop it, it, there's plenty of bushels on the sideline waiting to find a new home where I think the dynamic gets very interesting is post harvest. Uh, you know, if guys have missed the rally earlier this summer to, to sell at six above with a positive basis, they certainly ain't going to sell at sub five. I look for a producer to be very, um, let's call it the welding of the bend doors. You know, those, those, those bend doors are not going to get open unless you do get a basis push or if the futures works and works in the favor of the producer. I think the, the bushel to come by post, harvest are going to be hard to come by from the merchandiser. The farmers are not willing to give up uh, their corn right now, and I don't blame them. Um, there's a lot of talk that, hey, maybe this crop is not there. We'll have to let the combines do the talking here at this moment. And that's where the excitement and the anticipation is all going to build up as harvest continues. It, yeah, it most certainly will. I mean, we're going into a seasonally uh, you know, bearish tendency here to, you know, but again, usually if we find those seasonal lows somewhere at the end of October or somewhere at the end of September into October. All right. Well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we get ready for the second half. We're going to also talk a little bit more about what's happening in the wheat complex. No surprise that there's not a lot of news right now coming out of Russia, Ukraine. Even did some reading of some new ships that are reaching the Ukraine ports. So wheat numbers, are they just going to be a pressuring factor on this corn market? Also on the flip side of everything, as we look at the cautious trade that we saw on this livestock market with a big sell-off happening within the cattle complex after last week's highs. Some say it doesn't come as a surprise. We've got more coming up on this Monday. It is the channel final bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Challenge. It's not something you shy from. It's a chance to up your game. Every day brings a new challenge, but with the enhanced channel seed brand on your side, you can rise to it. With our top performing seed, innovative digital tools, and expanded agronomic support, you can turn tomorrow's challenges into your next advantage. Your enhanced channel seed brand. Let's rise to the challenge. Learn more at channel.com slash rise. Read and follow pesticide label directions, IRM, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Welcome back to the channel. Final bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation this afternoon, of course, with Darren Fessler. Darren is with Lakefront Futures. And left off kind of talking about the, I'm sure, some of the many frustrations that are happening within this grain complex. But interesting that we're starting to see ships move into the Ukraine port again and the wheat market kind of taking notice. 
Yeah, it, this wheat market, it has been a really tough one. Um, and that's, that's an understatement. There's no question about it. But when, when we look at the world wheat market here, uh, you know, there's, there is a glimpse of hope here. Uh, we look at the world of stocks use ratio, and it is declining, you know, ever since 2020 here. And so we're down about 7% in our stocks use since that period. So the, the, the world's wheat supplies are getting tighter. Now, does the Russians continue to flood the market with cheaper wheat? Does the Ukrainians continue to, you know, flush the world with cheap wheat? I, I think that's a big, big question here. And yes, every time that we've had escalation or escalation headlines, the, the market has brushed them off to the side um, and, and it's really paid no attention to it. It's almost like it doesn't care at this moment because grain is still flowing out of the Black Sea. So, again, making lower lows here that we've seen in the last couple of weeks, obviously not conducive. The funds will pile onto their shorts at this moment. But the big thing about Kansas City wheat, as we continue to get planting and, you know, all this stuff going here, and we obviously the spring wheat's been almost harvested at this moment. Uh, but, again, it, it's just simply the technical minimum. We need to change it. Last week we had some glimmers of hope. We ran back up, retested that 20-day EMA. And we found resistance. It has found resistance for the last few months at that same 20-day moving average. So we need some wins here. Gather some wins for the bulls. Get get or you know get the funds that are short this market. Get them spooked enough to short cover. I mean that's all we're wanting at this moment. But momentum is definitely still into the bearish camp. So you just got to respect that trade. Respect where we are priced internationally. And keep in mind the bigger, broader picture here is the world is getting less and less wheat. It seems like over the last four years. The world wheat supplies are dwindling. So any further escalations, watch Australia. Australia is running into their own issues right now. India has issues. China's had some recent flooding issues as well. So, I mean, there's multiple dynamics moving on here in this wheat market. Do you think it's too easy to get focused in on, on Russia, Ukraine and not kind of forget about the or to forget about the rest of the word, world? A hundred percent. And that's where I think that the bean market has got you know, a little bit complacent. Uh, we've been so focused on the U.S. balance sheet, which rightfully so, we need to be talking about a sub-6% stocks use. I mean, that's really tight in the U.S., um, but it's the world. We got to think of the global macro picture when we when we talk about this. I mean, we're the U.S. market, and we're just we'll focus on the beans here a second. It, it's moving from an export market to a crushing market. Now, obviously, with the NOPA crush data out Friday was disappointing. Crush data wasn't as high as it thought, you know, as the market had anticipated. But seasonally, the crush plants start slowing down this time of year for maintenance. But the world is not necessarily running out of beans brazil has the beans it's just it's logistics at this moment and so we look at what adm ceo said here this morning is that about 30 percent of the crush capacity is even running right now in argentina and they think it's even less that come christmas time about 10 percent of the crush is even going to be moving so it just shows you maybe does that spark some demand from the u.s but the question for the u.s is do we even have the supply to export Brazil is right next door. They could probably do it a lot cheaper. So, again, it, it's it's much more of a we're, – we're looking at the bean market, not from a uh, you know an export market, but just a, a, a simply a demand domestic crush market. And I think if you look at the years ahead here, I think that the optimism – if we can get these plants up and going, very optimistic for the U.S. producer. All right, let's switch gears and then take a look at what's happening in this cattle market. We had a decent week last week. But unfortunately, the sell-off's taking place today. 
Yeah, you know, down hard again. Uh, you know, not hard hard. I mean, this market has been up quite a bit here. Now, the, the thing that that concerns me about this cattle market fundamentally, we're there. I, I think the fundamentals back this trade. Heifer retention to me is a is a huge question. Uh, I had somebody reach out on Twitter and it said, what heifer retention? I got kind of a chuckle out of that because, yeah, that's really kind of where we're at right here. So if you don't have the heifer here, how are we going to have further cattle? So, again, I think the fundamentals back this trade, the, the, the thing that concerns me the most is obviously the U.S. consumer. Consumers are still willing to pay the 6 7 8 $9 for ground beef. Do they get to a point, whether it be job losses, whether it be a weakening in the economy, that do they switch to cheaper protein source? So far, that's not been the case here. Higher highs. I definitely think the money, the managed funds here are continuing to pile into this. So to have a little bit of reset here today is probably not too shocking. But this was a complete sell-off. Like I said, again, in all ags, hogs, grains, you name it, we're all lower here today. All right. Best way for folks to get a hold of you, Darren? They can reach me directly at 312-858-3668. They can always find me on Twitter. All right. That is today's channel, Final Bell. Yes, you may have noticed a name change added to today. The Fontenelle Final Bell has merged into the channel, Final Bell, as channel becomes the parent company for Fontenelle. As we remind you, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. And that's the channel, Final Bell, right here on the Rural Radio Network.